Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful.com. It is June 24th. We are here to talk Monday Night Raw. We have a loaded week. This weekend is Ring of Honor, best in the world. It's also Fighter Fest. We're going to make our predictions on Tuesday's post-Smackdown show. But I am joined tonight by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how you doing? Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Raw is weird. I've, I've decided to use the bowl bowl face reaction video for when I'm pretending to be really excited about something, but I'm not really. <laughs> So stay tuned for my memes, guys. Uh, I am the meme lord, uh, second only to... uh, No, no, I'm first. I'm the best. I'm the best. Stay tuned to them. We got Raw to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, This show uh, starts off with Seth Rollins interrupted by Becky Lynch. How do you feel about this? They're they're going on. They're going full on with this. Um, I, I hate it. It's at bad. least, at least with Rollins and Becky early on. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It seems like you're just. I, I, thankfully, this is three weeks left of this, and then we're moving on, right? Like, yeah, that's, right. That's the that's the idea, right? So, so okay, fine. I'm fine with this, provided that you know the outcome happens that we think is going to happen and they do move on, but they should have moved on from this a while ago from, from, from both programs and to stick both the universal title and the raw women's title, ostensibly your top male contender, top competitor and your top female competitor in this weird mixed tag for all the marbles match at the top of the card of your pre-SummerSlam pay-per-view just seems like, come on, guys, get out of your get out of your own Wait, way. Which just makes you wonder just how good is Ember Moon. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Rollins says Corbin. She's he better could. than Lacey Evans, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Rollins says Corbin knew he couldn't out-wrestle or out-fight him, so here they are. 
Becky Lynch calls Lacey Evans a plank. I popped for that. That was a pretty solid insult. Yep. Uh, Lacey and Corbin, who have both lost back-to-back title matches, also lose an impromptu fight against these two. Doesn't work out for them. They try to attack Rollins and and Becky, but... And no, it doesn't work. So then Rollins and Becky agree to a match and Lacey and Corbin are like, yeah, I guess we'll agree to this match where we can get a third title shot and we shouldn't have got second ones. What the hell, Alex? I'm, I'm watching my language and not saying curse words because YouTube demonetized our show last night after a manual review. Hit them up at YT Creators on Twitter. Let them know that that's ridiculous. Uh, but this is so dumb. This is so dumb. And I had somebody say, well, the dots connect. No, they don't. In no way do the dots connect. No. Two losers yep. are challenge- are teaming up to become super losers yeah. to challenge people who win all the time and beat them multiple times. Do I like the concept of the intergender match with both titles on the line? Yeah, sure. sure. Why not? But you know yeah. who I'd like it against? Somebody who makes a little bit more sense. For the love of God, have Andrade and uh, Charlotte Flair go on a goddamn winning streak. Yeah, I cursed. Go on a winning streak <laughs> over the next couple of weeks and have them challenged. That would make a little bit more sense even. And people are like, well, Baron Corbin's really over as a natural here. No, he ain't. No. No, he ain't. No. No, this is this is what I this is this is what I call WWE getting in their own way, and not like you know, oops, sorry, excuse me, doing that little dance back and forth where you're like stuck in a doorway with somebody. No, like they built like a giant barricade of like you know, like like there's a there's there's one of those swinging pendulum things made out of knives. Like they've created a huge obstacle course in their own way, and you're like, no, this is fine. We'll be able to this is the this Justice League of WWE losers that is being formed here. It is ridiculous. I don't understand why they insist on doing stuff like this when they could do other stuff. Like, nobody's forcing you to do this crap. You could do other things, but you do this because you choose to. I'm, uh, this is just, it's, it's in no way does it make a whole lot of sense booking wise. You can say it makes perfect sense for Baron and Lacey to want this match. Sure. sure. But it's the idea of also baby faces just being stupid of Seth being like, you know what, whatever stipulation you guys pick, we agree to it before you even name it. Because, yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, Seth, come on. Really? You're not that dumb. You've been around the block for a while. You say you're the very best pro wrestler in the very best pro wrestling company in the world. I I wish I remember who tweeted it so I could give them credit, but (laughs) this match, but if, if Becky and Seth loses, then Seth has to be Lacey Evans servant for a month. Yeah. That would be kind of funny. Kind of funny. Uh, would it make me want to see the match more? Actually, it probably make me want to see it more because then I would believe that Rollins and Becky could actually lose, but they, they're not going to lose. This is dumb. This is, and and I had, I saw people with the balls, the balls to tweet out about the main event and say, oh yeah, here's WWE not running back a a match. They've ran back a hundred times. Yeah. But how many, we saw the same guy wrestle back to back matches tonight. We saw a singles match turn into a tag match tonight. We saw matches get restarted or redone. It was so weird. Some of the booking decisions here were just weird. 
even like the pre like match setting up talk with with a little brawl was weird where like Lacey runs in and attacks Becky and Seth is like oh ooh ah I mean, maybe I probably shouldn't touch them they're women um and then as soon as Becky gets the upper hand he immediately pulls her off of Lacey and says hey now settle down ladies now usually by the way guys if you want your statement read or your question read on uh on our show, donate to our super chat. It really helps us out, especially when we get demonetized. Somebody, and I'm not trying to disrespect you, but I'm just going to say you have the balls to say. Backlash used to run rematches all the time after Mania. Am I missing something? Yeah. Backlash was in April every year. Yep. We are almost in July. Yeah. This show, Extreme Rules, happens in July. Yep. As in, you know... Not March or April. We don't need it. We don't need to see all of these rematches over and over and over again. Backlash. If, if, if it's merited, sure. But what we had an automatic rematch clause that was canned for people go. who won a championship. Yeah. The key is to never win that championship at all. Yeah. And you just keep getting extra lives. You they keep you can- stepping on those green mushrooms, Alex. <laughs> You can be the number one contender. You can be the challenger and lose and keep getting matches. But if you're if you're the champion and you lose to the challenger, you you got to start a whole new program with somebody else the next night. Now, this is the other thing about all this. I mean, I, 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 I it, it, backlash's gimmick was it was a full of rematches. That was in the yeah. name backlash. Like that yeah. was the whole thing. Like it was the thing afterwards. Like, it was kind of like, okay, Mania, maybe some of these feuds aren't finished up. Maybe there's more intrigue. The problem is WWE insists on running these same matches over and over and over again and never adds more intrigue. Like, the intrigue just oozes out of the feud over the course of time until we're all just done with it. I, I'm and I'm okay with them pairing Rollins and, and Becky, and I understand that to some people there's going to be some appeal there. There's going to be some intrigue there, but hey, not for me. Uh, I love Jesse David, uh, one of our mods. Great <laughs> segues. Allow Fightful to curse all they want. Become a member of Fightful Select. That's right. I'm going to review the uh, Alexa Bliss 365 documentary on uh, Select this week. The Fightful Backstage Report podcast is this week. I give you all uh, backstage news, news on interviews, injuries, stats, uh, contract updates. And this is a big, big week for NXT and NXT UK. A couple of big title matches. Hear Warren Hayes review that, as well as check out uh, the uh, Weekender podcast from Steven Jensen. You guys are going to want to subscribe for the retro review that is posted at the beginning of July. Holy crap, it is the best one we've ever done. Maybe my best podcast work ever with Warren Hayes. I'm going to post a clip of it. Boy, was it a train wreck. It's one that I almost want to go back in a year and review again and have you on, Alex. Oh, yeah? Because it's so stupid. It was Super <laughs> Clash 3. Oh, no. Boy. <laughs> so, elimination tag team match. The Usos in the New Day defeated the Revival, Daniel Bryan, and Rowan. So, the reason why this match is put together is because these are the top contenders to the tag titles. New Day 
who lost to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn last night. Yep. Now, before we get into this, thank you, Ross Gold, for the Super Chat. He says, I I thought they changed the match structure to not have mid-match commercials keep viewers. They did. We will talk about that. Charles Haskins says, I sent a Super Chat in the SmackDown review. My bad. Hey, uh, let me know what your questions were. We will answer those. I got your message on Select today. But uh, let me know what your questions were, and I'll answer them. So one week is the limit of the continuity situation in WWE. And I had a ball covering WWE last week, Alex. We were short-staffed. I had to cover way more stuff than I needed to. And quite frankly, WWE made it as easy as they possibly could. It's like they said, you know what? Sean Ross Sapp is having a tough week. Let's make it easy on him. <laughs> Alex is out. Warren's out. Jeremy's out. Carlos out. Joe out. Andrew out. We'll make it easy on him. And it w- yeah. couldn't have been easier to cover. Well, it could have been easier. But for the sake of hyperbole, we'll say couldn't have been easier. <laughs> then they made me go on rants because I love merit in pro wrestling, Alex. Now, do you need it all the time? No. But New Day lost last night, and they lost clean. Yeah, clean as a whistle. Assuming that whistle is clean, yes. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. What? What the hell, Alex? I, I um, I don't know, man. This is a thing they're doing. They're going to do this later in the night, um, where people are shunted into new feuds, where they didn't seem like they were being set up to be in that position. But okay, they are now. Everything's brand new. Um, so we're just going to forget about everything that happened 24 hours ago. When they, when they mentioned that, um, oh, look at it. It's the, it's the champions of both brands versus the top contenders of both brands. Now, listen, any other time I'd be happy with you saying new day, uh, E and Xavier were the top contenders to Daniel Bryan and Rowan makes perfect sense. However, they just lost last night. Now. The problem is, is that Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan are heels and they can't wrestle against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who are also heels. I mean, that's crazy talk. So we have to decide that the New Day, the New Day are, I mean, whatever, but come on. There's like, don't expect us to just forget about what happened last night. I know you expect us to forget what happened three weeks ago. I, but you can't. Last night, dudes? Alex, it gets worse, as we mentioned. Yep. And this is going to be a recurring theme. I wish I could compile it into one rant video. But instead, yep. we'll talk about it cumulatively at the end of the night Yeah. With, with one solid rant video. I believe this is not me reporting, so please do not report this as Shodwell Sepp said on his podcast. I mean, I'm going to say it, but I'm not reporting it as something. I have a suspicion the only damn reason these SmackDown teams were brought over was so they could have a rest period after they were eliminated. Yep. Because they are immediately eliminated. Yep. Daniel Bryan, insanely over eliminated. Well, the, the thing is, they had... they. I wonder, just... We thought maybe Heavy Machinery was kind of leaning, turning into the skid last night um with the whole heel thing and Daniel Bryan being cheered but maybe not maybe they just wrestled the same match they were always going to wrestle and tonight they were like well we can't have Daniel Bryan being cheered anymore 
Let's just get him out of there as soon as possible. Well, it's okay, though. We'll have it be through revival underhandedness. So it's okay. But it did feel kind of weird to get rid of those two guys immediately after they had a great match last night. Meanwhile, the Revival and the Usos are, I guess, still feuding, even though they haven't really had much of an interaction in a while. Okay, it's it, the, the wild card makes everything sloppy and weird. It just does. Yeah, uh, this was a rare night where the Revival and the Usos were a little bit off. There were a couple spots that just didn't, I mean, the Revival had a sloppy shatter machine on New Day and uh, a Steiner Bulldog that you can tell that Dawson was trying to do as safely as possible, but as David yeah. Bixon's man pointed out, it ain't a safe move. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. It's it's not an easy one to do in that regard. So uh, Dawson superplexes Jimmy, but Jay is jumping off of Dash's back. I love that spot. Yeah. And gets the win. I thought this match was a little too clever for its own good. They had to get crafty in spots where these four teams should not have had to get gotten crafty because of yeah. this dumbass commercial rule. But you never know until you try, so I applaud them for at least trying. This is the weird thing where, like, Vince McMahon is uh, – he's he's got steroid dementia. Like, so he's got these weird brain worms that come into his head where he's like – uh, all of a sudden, no, no more wrestling during commercials, and make it happen. And the writers who have re- who have basically relied during the three hour Raw era on match starts, they do a flurry of activity, and then we go to break. As Michael Cole says, this match rolls on live on Raw, and then we come back four minutes later, and now we're getting into the heat of the match. That can't happen anymore. Like, on no notice. So they're coming up with crazy ideas for how to work around this new decree by the crazy man at the top of the company. And I'm actually, like, it's kind of impressive. All the crazy, like, Rube Goldberg ways they came up with to not have wrestling during the commercial breaks. We'll talk about them later. There's just one where, like, they have the club (laughs) at ringside just to interfere, just so AJ Styles says, Stop this match. You guys leave. I'm not going to continue the match until you leave. Go to commercial. Like, it's just weird that they came up with all this crap. I mean, okay. Rob Wilkins, thank you for the super chat, says, just supporting Fightful. Google Hangouts never forget. Yeah, guys, the the format of this show will change drastically in a few months. I don't know how it'll work. This Google Hangouts thing will be different. We got to run an encoder. As you've learned on Wednesdays, that can be unpredictable, but we're going to do as best we can. But, you know, I'll have to teach some of my team how to do it as well. Uh, Google sucks, man. What can I say? Uh, that will probably demonetize us for that, too. I feel like cutting the old Paul Heyman TNN <laughs> promo. They're going to throw us off the air. <laughs> Bo Boneham says, I swear there were less rematches when they had the mandatory rematches. <laughs> Love Fightful and Fightful it, Select. Keep up does, the good work. It, it does, does seem, seem like that. that way. Yeah, yeah. It really oh, does. Oh, man. I'm with you, Bo. Okay, let's talk about this nugget of joy that we experienced. Miz welcomes his former partner, R-Truth, and Carmella to the ring and says, don't worry, Truth. The 24-7 rule is suspended right now. Miz recaps R-Truth winning the title at the wedding, and this helped Miz a little bit. Miz has a show where he cares 
about his family more than anything. Yep. This puts over Miz. Miz yep. is a family man. I admire that. A little bit of continuity there. Our truth is over so big in this segment, Alex. Huge. And <laughs> he says that wrestlers have been dressing up as police officers, showing up at his house, telling him to turn his music down, saying that your car is on fire. I'm not falling for that. This was phenomenal. How does our truth never crack up at his own material? And he's he's really really good. That's that's a tough one. Like there's like there are people who never made it through an episode of Saturday Night Live, like professional actors and comedians who constantly crack up. And nope, nope. Like our truth's like completely straight faced, perfectly selling the whole thing. Uh, I thought I thought this was really uh, really excellent. So <laughs> Drake Maverick comes out there. He's still in his wedding outfit. So he is WWE's Laurel Van Ness, which was, you know, it, it ain't easy nope. to play Laurel Van Ness because Laurel nope. Van Ness played Laurel Van Ness amazingly well. <clears throat> but this is great. Yeah. Drake Maverick has gotten himself, worked himself into a fantastic shoot. Yeah. But unfortunately, Alex, because... Because of his 24-7 rule and the championship, yeah. he wasn't able to work himself into a shoot on his wedding night. Oh, nice. So you know what? Blue Chew is there to help him. If he had taken Blue Chew, he would have been able to work it into a shoot. <laughs> and so can you. And you can do it for free. Even if you're wearing the same clothes like five days later, it doesn't matter. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night. They work up to twice as fast as a pill because they're chewable. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises, kind of like that 24-7 title. You'll be known as Mr. 24-7 by the time you're done with Blue Chew. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy. Nobody's showing up at your door. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people showing up at your door trying to get your goodies after this. That's for sure. Prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. How cheap? How about free? Use that code FIGHTFUL. FIGHTFUL. And you get it for free. Just pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at Get Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. <clears throat> so, up next, Drake wants a title shot. But not before he says that he didn't get to consummate his marriage. R-Truth said, well, you should eat some fiber. <laughs> I don't know if Carmella knew that this line was coming, Alex, but it looked like she did not. Yes, it's true. Because she almost fell out of her damn chair <laughs> when R Truth said, Well, you said you were constipated. Mm-hmm. This is the type of promo that will be covered in documentaries in the future. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Alex. No, that that's that's definitely part of R Truth's Hall of Fame reel. Yeah. Definitely. And if you doubted the man was going to be a Hall of Famer, oh. this run solidified oh, it. No, Already. That's... We're talking one month in. Alex, did you see? I know you don't read the site, but <laughs> 20, 20 segments in a month 
yeah. for the 24-7 segment hit 1 million views. Yeah. No. It's, on it's, just YouTube. This is the thing. Um, uh, uh, it's, the stuff they do outside of WWE is gold. The stuff they do on their own time, the wedding stuff, the stuff on the tarmac, the stuff that they pinning him in mid-flight to, to, to Saudi Arabia, the, the, the golf course stuff, all gold. Tonight, I felt like they were like, wow, this is great. We're getting a lot of – let's get the rub from the 24-7 stuff on the show. And it doesn't have the same inspiration. now. The thing they did in the elevator, that was actually pretty cool because it felt like those guys were actually controlling it themselves. This felt like a lot of um, WWE overproducing it. I'm not talking about Ms. TV. I'm talking about everybody runs in and chases them around and does moves and rolls up. And it just felt like it was too much of like the old 24-7 hardcore stuff. Didn't feel like it was as organic as the rest of it. But we'll see how those clips do on YouTube as well. Well, Drake wants his title shot. Miz gets word that other competitors are banned from ringside. I like this. It brings some semblance of decorum to this title when it doesn't have some. But R-Truth just squashes Drake Maverick after the commercial, of course. After the commercial. And we will go through how each of these commercials happen. Uh, Lucha House Party run out. Truth disposes of them. No way Jose and Cedric get involved. Uh, Cedric walloped Truth, man. Yeah. Walloped him. But Jose breaks up the pin. Maverick is reduced to tears, and the crowd sings the goodbye song. They are dicks. Yeah. But it's not over. Because Heath Slater is in the ring ready to face Mojo Raleigh later in the show. It doesn't make any sense for me to come back to this. Our Truth runs through. But then runs into Heath Slater, who wins. And did you hear that pop, Alex? See, this is the thing: is there you're going to find people who get a 12 second uh, title run with the belt that they might have to go back to later for a longer extended run. Like you, you I mean, our truth's great. He's gold, but you can't tell me that you couldn't also catch lightning in a bottle with Heath Slater running away from people and doing stuff and trying to, like, fortify the walls of his mobile home with, like, booby traps and stuff with his 12 kids. Like, you could find cool things to do with Heath Slater as well if you gave him the belt and let him run with it for a month during the fall. You could do a lot of stuff. When when a guy gets a quick title, title win on the 24-7 title and the crowd pops like that, I hope somebody's taking notes for future stuff. So after that, R-Truth defeated Heath Slater to regain the title again. Cedric Alexander does a nice uh, lumbar check to win the title. So Cedric, I thought Cedric may have escaped with it. I was like, damn, he's going to escape with it. Yeah. Um, I think that even though he, he didn't escape with it here, Good chance for them in the future to show some personality from a guy like Cedric Alexander. Yep. Because yeah. look how over our truth is right now. Yes. No. There's there's certain ways of like uh, of uh, of getting guys a little bit more screen time in some ways. I mean that that little you know handspring to the to the uh, to the ropes back 
you know, kick. He's the quote unquote the neuralizer. That thing gets a pop every time somebody sees it where they haven't seen it for a while because it looks like it kills people. I mean, that's a that's a great a great move that he pulled out to win the championship tonight. Like the Lombard check, it's great. Um, but another guy, EC3, gets a, gets a real quick uh, – His second win of the night, Alex. His, he won yeah, on main event. Exactly. As, as part of a crazy six-man tag match. Whose back where, did he massage to get this type of push? He, he teamed with Cesaro and Bobby Roode in the first thing that happened tonight that feel like it was pulled out of a hat. We'll yeah. talk about that later. Well, uh, he put Cedric Alexander on his brain yeah, with that one percenter. It was good to see that, too. Uh, good to see that move because we haven't seen him do that in a long time. Yeah. R-Truth then beat RC th- or <laughs> EC3 uh, to regain the title after Carmella had uh, yanked the title away. R-Truth is now like a nine-time champion. Yep. My God. He's going to break uh he's going to break Flair's record. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Handicap match time. Okay, I get it. Mike Rome has to reintroduce Shane every time now. So why isn't he just introducing Shane the way that Shane wants him to to begin with? <laughs> because because it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a thing where they could like stop everything, go back and have him do it again, you know, cause, cause it's, listen, Shane McMahon is the most important guy in the entire company. So we have to do as many things to make him seem more important. Sean, didn't you know? Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's announced as the two on one match. Reigns is jump steel chairs, Claymore, a spear from Shane, Another Claymore. Shane McMahon goes up to the top rope, and the dong hits. Do you know how hard it was to not use a Bluetooth segue for that? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a dong out of nowhere. Undertaker's there, catches Shane midair, choke slams him. What a surprise! I did not expect this at all. Uh, a fantastic choke slam, especially considering some of them we've seen lately. I thought, uh, I mean, Shane, with his facial expressions, is going to sell this as well as anybody. That's just something that he does really well. Yeah. And the way that he jumped off was caught in the choke slam. You, you can say what you want about The Undertaker and his how he fits into this, but I don't think they could have made a better surprise. Oh, uh, no. Like, yeah. they, they, they nailed this. Crowd <laughs> went friggin' nuts, Alex. Yeah. No, the, the, uh, now bury it. No, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bury it. The the surprise is great. That's great. I I certainly said, wow, it's the Undertaker. You know what I mean? Like, like that's it's a surprise. It's supposed to be a surprise. It was a huge surprise, and of course, a, a, a raw crowd is going to pop like crazy for the Undertaker being there when they didn't expect the Undertaker to be there. That's that's a that's a, a legitimate surprise. Okay, couple things. That was not a choke slam. That was a choke drop. Like if you go back and watch it, he doesn't follow through with it. He just picks him up and then lets him go. Fine, cool, okay. Um, it doesn't make any sense for him to be here. It's out of nowhere. It's uh, let's reinvigorate. Let's try and get some numbers. Let's 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 get a pop a rating with Extreme Rules because it's the Undertaker. You don't seem but- as impressed with the dong. I mean, the dong, here's the thing. The dong, the problem with this is that I worked myself into a shoot thinking at any moment they're going to debut Bray Wyatt 
in the ring. I mean, they actually have the puppets backstage tonight. We didn't talk about that. Like they're they're sneak they're sneaking. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply behind things it's like so i when the lights went out my immediate thought was it's going to be the fiend who's like super anti-authority and like and he doesn't like the fact that you if the way to show that he's not the old bray wyatt is to have him come back and team with roman reigns like the guy who we had the huge problem with for all those years so in those two or three seconds before we heard the dong I was like, Bray Wyatt's back. Like, he's going to do stuff. Like, I was super excited for the, because we didn't see the Firefly Funhouse tonight. I thought it was going to be that. And when it was The Undertaker, I was like, wow, it's The Undertaker. And then what? Personally, like, I, I thought it was going to be Ember Moon, but that didn't happen. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, some people are going to take that very seriously and be mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon is, without a doubt, a better opponent for The Undertaker than Goldberg. <laughs> Pretty much anybody would be at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was a fantastic surprise. Yeah. The complete opposite of Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley in a tug of war. This is the seventh match or competition they have had in the last month. I don't even know how my math adds up on that one, but... Strowman has pinned Lashley three times, beaten him in an arm wrestling match, and a tug of war. So, what I want to see is next week, them at the beginning of Raw playing Monopoly. Mm -hmm. And in true Monopoly fashion, by the time the show's off the air, the game is not done. Nope. They're just both sitting there, and somebody flips the board over Mm -hmm. and goes, piss off! And then they fight. And that's how he closed Raw. I'm cool with that. Uh, Lashley has the lead, gives up, attacks Strowman. Strowman's blinded and attacked. It's Strowman and Lashley. Strowman's going to keep winning. Okay. Yeah, this this is this is going nowhere. I I, I did uh, genuinely love the uh, Strowman getting pulled slowly toward the line, almost about to lose, and then he stops and looks up at Lashley and smiles. Like you thought you were gonna win, and here I here I go win. And and Lashley doesn't even allow the loss. He just he just gives up and runs at him. Um, again, though, what is this building to? This is this is WWE a textbook example of them doing not doing 
point A to point B to point C to D is the end of the feud. They just do A, 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 A forever. They never, ever move to the next point. I, I don't I don't know where this goes. I'm, I mean, obviously, it's, it's leading toward Braun winning the feud, I, I guess. But when? October? Like, like, it just seems to be never-ending at this point. Yeah. AJ Styles backstage trying to explain why he challenged Ricochet, but No Way Jose's music hits, and the Good Brothers are dancing. We get more of this condescending horse shit about how Good Brothers don't care, which anybody who has followed anything knows isn't true. Right. And it's it's really annoying. But AJ watches backstage as uh, the Good Brothers take on the Viking Raiders. Anderson flattens Eric. Gallows goes to work, but Ivar tags in and goes crazy with an agile explosion of offense. The Viking experience wins it. This accomplished a couple things. Got wins for got a win for the Viking Raider, whatever the hell their damn name is. Viking mm-hmm. Raiders, good. Whenever they challenge for the titles, they will deserve it by the looks yes. of it. Love that. Uh, I, for WWE, it accomplishes that they want to keep digging a hole for Gallows and Anderson for whatever that that might be. It helps them continue that, and it puts AJ on your screen a little bit more. What did you think of all this? Well, um, I, I, I honestly, going into the match they set up, you could have, you could have easily told me that uh, the reason that the Viking Raiders were off TV is because Vince had soured on them for some reason, and that was the the beginning of of their descent into the ascension. Uh, was tonight losing to the Good Brothers, who were being built towards something so they could be, you know, a part of this AJ Styles story. I'm glad that wasn't the case, but I'm I'm looking for like the Good Brothers did impress in the quick loss. They still looked good, um, and it gives them more motivation to you know do whatever they're going to do from here on. But again, uh, whoever comes out of this revival Usos feud, I feel like the Viking Raiders are perfectly positioned to either challenge the revival as baby faces or do a quick heel turn and not really change anything about themselves and, and challenge the Usos. If the Usos beat the revival, I think that's a really great position for them to be in. They haven't, they, we have, we haven't gotten to know the Viking Raiders on raw and well enough to be like, Oh, well now they're doing a heel turn. It just might feel like they're been this, these same destructive forces the entire time. And I like that. Backstage, we see puppets popping up behind the Miz, behind Kofi Kingston that belonged to one Bray Wyatt. Yep. I love this. I, I, I love that he didn't appear on the show too. Yeah. I mean, let's, the, let's the, drag it out. If you're going to drag it out as long as you have, you might as well at least do fun stuff like this. Right. Now the implication is that on the Firefly Funhouse, we are we all pre-taped. We don't really know exactly where where these are being broadcast from. But Bray Wyatt's on screen with these puppets who are being operated by other people. Is the implication that now that they're at the arena, that Bray Wyatt is there operating these puppets behind the scenes? Because there's all kinds of cool questions that arise out of this. And this is just... Uh, we didn't get a Firefly Funhouse segment. We got these that were that were, we were shown and were pointed out 
by various you know social media types um but i don't think we actually got any anybody really pointing out like hey was that abby the witch from firefly funhouse behind yes. the miz just then like the fact that michael cole's not bringing it up ah in really obvious tones means that they're trying to make this more subversive which i love so let's let's keep that going again i'm kind of like impatient to see what the new bray wyatt the fiend if he wrestles as the fiend like what that guy does in the ring like how it's different and how it's similar to the old bray wyatt i'm impatient to find that out but i could stand to watch this for a few more weeks like if he gets his first debut at SummerSlam. like i don't know who he faces but there could be some really fun stuff leading up to that um I, i'm i'm intrigued i continue to be very intrigued by this i like it it's it's subtle it's one of those things we ask for so often like do do some things that that Compliment our intelligence. Yes. Kofi Kingston comes out to be interviewed by Charlie Caruso. He's interrupted by KO and Sami Zayn, who asked really angry questions. Yeah. Uh, which were kind of funny. Kofi argues back and challenges Sami Zayn up next live. So yeah. commercial time. Much time. He then throws pancakes. Kofi dominates Zayn. It's one-sided. And then Zayn finally sneaks in the ring, drapes Kofi across the top rope. Owens cheats and attacks, and Zayn gets some real good offense here. That exploder in the corner, uh, just a great Michinoku driver. But it's not enough. Kofi wins, as Kofi probably should win. Yeah. What did you think of the first match? First match was was fine. Um, I mean, again, it's a lot. I mean, it's not exactly 50-50 booking, but, I mean – Sammy and, and Kayo were having a feud with the entirety of the New Day. They won last night, and, and they lost tonight, I mean, basically. So it's interesting to see where, where, where this is all headed. Um, there was one move that I really enjoyed from the, from the, uh, from the match uh, was Sammy basically hitting a stationary halluva kick on mm-hmm. Kofi, jumping off the top rope, which looked brutal. Um, this, this was fine, and as you said, to be expected. I did not think Sami Zayn would win this year. I would contest your your 50-50 thing because nothing with Kofi has been 50-50. That's, that's that's true. I'm kind yeah. of I'm kind of thinking like along the lines of with, Sammy, yeah. Sammy and KO. Like it's sure. But if you look at Kofi as part of the new day, Sammy and Sammy and, and KO won last night and they lost tonight. So it's just them flip-flocking back and forth with whether or not we take them seriously. Last night, it looked like they were being positioned to be forces toward something. Tonight, not so much. Yeah, I would agree. Kevin Owens challenges Kofi Kingston up next, and Kofi accepts. Was this for the title? It was weird. Like it, I, I didn't think it was, but then I was like, there's certainly – like KO's certainly treating it like it, it is, but I mean, I don't know. It's a weird deal. Yeah, and they announced him as still WWE champion. Yeah, which is odd. Well, we get a commercial, then KO decks Kofi. <laughs> yep. Kofi gets his knees up on a swanton, eats a super kick, but then Kofi does an SOS on the ramp and wins yep. via countout. I, I like that. Kofi yeah. not winning via pinfall. I will say, 
I'm all for a strong super Kofi push, but it's a little much for me. But the fact that he won by count out kind of scales that back and I, it made me okay with it. Right. And also, I mean, the, the way that, that KO took that bump on the ramp, it made sense to me that he would be out for a 10 count after hitting the back of his head on the ramp on the SOS. That, that makes sense. That tracks. It's just, they never, ever do that. So it kind of felt like it was almost a weird thing where like it wasn't supposed to happen. Like it felt weird for a second. I was like, oh, nobody ever wins by count out. Like certainly not in that situation. So cool. Like I'm all for that. If that's going to be a thing that they do every now and then, great. So now I'm going to talk about something that I need to be made okay with. Yep. Samoa Joe comes out and attacks Kofi Kingston, just brutalizes him. Within the scope of this show, why wouldn't he? It got Dolph Ziggler multiple title shots. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? They have not announced a title match for Samoa Joe after he beat the crap out of Kofi. They might not this week, but it's very clear that's the direction it's going, Alex. Certainly for Extreme Rules, yeah. Samoa Joe has not won a match, a single... I don't think he's won a match since WrestleMania 35. Yeah, yeah. Not only has he not won a match, and I had somebody say, and that's the problem with me. I don't like that someone coming off of a loss can insert themselves into the title picture. Now, if something happens on Tuesday where Kofi says, you earn it around here after I'm done handing stuff out like to, to Dolph Ziggler, and he cites that, and Samoa Joe mows through people the next couple of weeks, cool, whatever. I just need a rebound win. I had people with the balls to say to me, oh, well, The Rock lost to Triple H and three months later was world champion. He won a tournament. He won 10 matches between that point. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has to win 10 matches. I had people say, oh, well, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, Johnny Gargano won a vacant championship. Yeah, Nobody was the champion. Not, Not completely cool with that either, but I mean, I get it. Samoa Joe lost last night. And his... He lost. He lost a, a mid card title. Not to, only to, that, like, like a mid card title against somebody on his own brand, right? And is now attacking somebody not on his brand because wild card. Now, hey, give give Joe those wins. I'm cool with it, but please, WWE, yeah, don't announce his title shot before he gets those wins. Make there be merit to this, yeah. or else. Why isn't everybody chasing that 24-7 championship just chasing Kofi Kingston? Yeah, just, just attack him, and then you get a title shot. Um, this is the the definition of failing upward, um, where you where you you know defend the US title on Sunday night, lose that championship, and then attack the guy higher than that on uh, the other brand. So not only that, but he's like not only failing upward, he's failing sideways to Tuesday, but also upward. So he's failing diagonally up. Like it's just this weird thing where I'm so done with people from one brand uh, challenging people on the other brand for titles. Like I'm just done with that. Like the whole point of having a universal champion and a WWE champion was you had two rosters raw and smackdown if the champion is always going to be on both shows 
then you got too many titles out there now. Like that's why that's why you didn't have the Raw Tag Championships aren't on the the, the pay per view last night, and the Intercontinental Title isn't anywhere to be seen. Like there, you have too many titles now, too many people who are champion. It's just really weird. Again, Samoa Joe doesn't deserve this thing right now. I understand why he might be pissed off and go for the for the guy he thinks might be weakest. And believe me, there's nothing I would love more than to see him tomorrow face Xavier Woods in a singles match and destroy Xavier Woods. Just really, really. Exactly. Kayfabe maim him. And then next Tuesday, face Big E in a singles match with Xavier Woods on the shelf, quote unquote. And he he faces Big E, and they have a great match. But he beats Big E. Hey, he, Monday, throw him up against Cesaro. He can sure whatever. Got like, good good competitors, and have him just beat them convincingly. But, but there's a story to be told of Kofi saying, "No, you don't get this match," and he says, "Fine, then I'm going to systematically destroy your boys until you give me that match." There, there's a way of doing that, and then you can have the whole thing be like Kofi decides, "Hey." Tonight, I'm going to use Xavier Woods interfering in my match with Dolph, Dolph Ziggler over in Saudi Arabia. But a few weeks later, I'm not going to need them. Now, Samoa Joe, if you, you can do the story where Samoa Joe systematically removes them from the conversation and gets Kofi one-on-one. Now, yeah, I- and that's the thing. I don't think that Kofi should outright reject the match. Just say, earn it. Sure. Just sure. earn it. That's all he's got to say. And cite the fact that Dolph Ziggler didn't earn it. Right. That's 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 what I want to see. That'd be uh, nice. And I, I had people say, "Oh, well, Samoa's competed at the top of the card before, and he's always lost. He's always lost. He literally, yeah, regained the championship without winning it. Yeah. So yeah, I want to see the guy win some matches before he's in a top program with Kofi Kingston. Give him some credibility. You can build a person in." This show is three weeks away from now, Alex. Yeah. It's Samoa freaking Joe. You, you can do it. You've got six TVs before then. Yeah. He can run through people four or five times. Yeah. The the other thing is that there can it it, it can be both. We don't buy Samoa Joe being in this place on the card right now. And man, I'd love to see a couple of matches between Samoa Joe and Kofi Kingston. That'd be pretty great. But the problem is, is I can't get to that point until you give me the build-up to it. You can't just have, hey, randomly Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston because you get to write the stories. You, WWE, get to write the stories. Write the story that puts Samoa Joe in that match versus Kofi Kingston, and then I'll buy a ticket, figuratively, to watch it. Yeah. I want to see Kofi, or Kofi Kingston and Samoa Joe, and I want to see Samoa Joe at the top of the card, but I want to see Samoa Joe earn it within storyline. Yes, and the thing exactly. is, Samoa Joe would be cool with that in storyline. Sure he would. Alexa Bliss kind of guilts Nikki Cross backstage and implies she needs to come up with an idea to get her a title shot. Natalia and Naomi try to help Nikki, but Alexa walks back in. They argue they're going to have a match. Naomi does the little split splash, hits Nikki Harbour the baseball slide, but Alexa wins with the DDT. Alexa wants Nikki to help her beat up Naomi, and Nikki just awkwardly pushes both of them down. It's weird. That was odd. Like, I get it. Nikki's conflicted, but that was just weird. 
And then we get a tag team match, but not before the commercial, Alex. No, no. No, you have to go to commercial and then set up the tag team match. This show really seemed like a test run for this format, which we will get into later. There's some back and forth action, but Nikki hits her finisher on Natalia and gets the win. Uh, there's there's nothing that I can really point to and say that stood out, that stood out, uh, except for Natalia running towards the ropes and Nikki, who was way out of the tag rope range. The ref should have been like, hey, lady, get down. Yeah. But instead, Natalia and Nikki just stared at each other. Uh, Bliss steals the pin. Kind of, or yeah, she steals the pin. That that's yeah, a bliss yeah, thing yeah, to do. Yeah. I like it. That's the way she. That's the way it works. Makes makes sense. Um, I'm kind of relieved they weren't like you know. I mean, it, they kind of were though. Like it's it's Alexa Bliss continues to be, I guess, the top um, contender to Bailey on the other brand, and I just can't get over that you have all you have other people on the on the brand where bailey is champion you can use them and not ember moon how about sonia deville or mandy rose or carmella there's lots of people you could use charlotte i mean i don't want to see charlotte have be on the top of the card for a while but you could definitely use her and it would make more sense than using alexa bliss who's not on that show i mean you did it once i'm fine move on but i don't think like they are. We'll see where this goes. Hopefully it develops another tag title challenger, even though they kind of already lost the title match. They won a match, so let's get it back in there. Ricochet's promo backstage. Ugh. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't need to, to have him do anything. Ugh, it's bad. Gallows and Anderson join AJ Styles at ringside, and AJ isn't happy about it. So he grabs a mic and says, no, 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 no. You guys are not going to ruin this match. And even though it hasn't started, we're going to restart it after these commercials. <laughs> what the hell, Alex? So yeah. let's, let's go through it. It's time. Our special meter is up and it's time to Hadouken. The Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss match got restarted after because it was turned into a tag team match. Okay. Mm-hmm. Commercial in between uh, Kofi Kingston against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens matches. Okay. Uh, a match started after the commercial when it was booked on Miz TV. Okay. The the only way this uh, it, it also happened dur- after an elimination during the tag match. Okay, you can't have elimination matches every week. You can't have two out of three falls matches every week. The only way it could have been even funnier is if the lights go out when Shane McMahon is on the top ropes. They go to commercial. They come back. <laughs> they come back on. Shane's still up there. Now that I'd like to see. I'd like or, to see that. I would love to see. Uh, maybe it's Otis. Next week. <laughs> and a match starts, and he puts somebody up in a suplex. Yeah. They go to a commercial. Oh. And during the entire commercial, he has actually sat the guy down. Yes. But then he picks him back up for when yeah. the commercial comes back on. Yes. I would love that. Yes. This whole show, Alex, seemed like a test run mm-hmm. on how many ways can we think of yeah. to not have wrestling during commercials. Now, when I first heard this rule, I was like, oh, 
They're not going to do commercials during matches. And that's kind of true. But more specifically, Uh they just don't want to wrestle during commercials. We'll see how this plays out on SmackDown with the picture in picture. What are you thinking about this, Alex? Well, I mean, uh, listen, if I never have to hear Michael Cole go, oh, and it looks like blank has taken control of this match. When match rolls on, on Raw. That's a good point, Alex. As long as I never have to hear that again, I'm kind of okay with it. But here's a wacky, crazy idea. How about you figure out a way to do a whole match in between commercial breaks? How about you do, like, entrances or, or whatever, like, like the matches don't need to be 20 minutes long. Maybe occasionally they will, and you'll find a way to, to restart it or whatever. But if the matches are like eight-minute sprints, you could do the whole match in between the commercials. You know, you, I mean, you could do that, and then you wouldn't need to do like – Or, hey, you don't have to have entrances all the time. <laughs> that's, that's also true. You, you know, like it's – I don't know, but uh, I, I'm – I'm willing to see where they go from here, but it seems to me they've spent all their ideas. And I'm with you as well. They can't do elimination matches and then restart matches. They they can't do two out of three falls matches every week. It's just gonna become weird. Like I here's what I, I think they could they could go back into doing is making TV matches have time limits, like the old TV title mm-hmm. it on, on, on WCW, and then you could have fun, cool ways of, like, guys in the last 30 seconds, like, scrambling to get pinfalls and stuff. You could do things like that so that the thing has to happen between the commercial breaks, and that's why we have this 10-minute time limit. That could be – actually, that would be kind of a new, fun thing to watch. Yeah, it's a Vince McMahon thing, and I even put in, in my article, like, hey, this is the way that things are right now, but so was – Hour three of Raw is going to look and feel different. And I talked to so many people backstage that were like, that used the buzzword, it's Raw. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Shout out to Wildboy87 for this great super chat. Bliss Cross will make you jump, jump, Alex. Nice. That's good. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So the main event happens. Good back and forth match. They knocked the crap out of each other. They really did. If, if And hey, I don't know, but damn, it looked like Styles. I don't know if Styles was giving him a receipt or what was going on there, but he knocked the living crap out of Ricochet with a forearm. It was great. Styles was busted up. They had great chemistry even after blasting each other. Yeah. This, this, to, this to me felt like, uh, you know, a veteran, like putting the rookie, quote-unquote rookie, through his paces. And seeing, like, let's see what you can take. I, I believe in you, kid, but I'm I'm not pulling any punches. I'm not holding back. I want to see you what, what you can do at the top of your game. And and that's why it, it really felt like like a really really great fight to watch. Like it was really cool. Like it was a really great match. We'll talk about the the ending and whether or not I'm super cool with it, but. I really loved watching this match. There were some really great um, back and forth uh, segments of this match that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I did too. They they just worked really well. I love that Styles 
switched up his moonsault reverse DDT to mm-hmm. backflip over Ricochet because, I mean, that, that can be hit or miss, which, granted, in WWE, I can't think of many times he's missed it, but yeah. he switched it to a scoop variety. Uh, Ricochet's strength is very underrated, especially against somebody the size of Styles. Ricochet does a, a great elevated spinning neck breaker that just looked awesome and a yeah. lion's salt. These two guys just main eventing Raw with an awesome competitive match. Styles wins with a phenomenal forearm, raises Ricochet's hand to end Raw. I don't know how I feel about Ricochet losing a match one night after he won the title. I mean, I guess I can see how things work for him moving forward, but it didn't leave the best taste in my mouth. I don't know if I would – I don't know what what's best there. Like, do you have Styles lose his first night back in the ring? Do you have Ricochet lose, uh, like – Right I, after he wins the title, or I don't want a non-finish. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean the non-finish was was seems to be the thing they would normally do. Uh, I I don't know where they're going with the story of AJ and the club, AJ and 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 the Good Brothers, uh, the G Bros. I'm not sure exactly where that's going. If you're headed toward AJ at odds with them. You could have the good bros come back out and cost, you know, and in, in interfere in the match, which sets up for next week on Raw, AJ and Ricochet versus the good bros. And you could do a thing where this has been the plan all along, like they did with uh, John Cena, and have uh, AJ turn on Ricochet as part of that match. And that was all part of the plan. You could do a lot of that stuff. I, I, I am not super cool with Ricochet losing his first match since becoming champion. Not, not great with that. I, I, I do, I do like AJ being respectful of him, but it was kind of over the top with like raising the hand and everything. This appears to be setting up a, uh, like a veteran versus a a young competitor having a, like a respect feud where at the end we'll see whether or not AJ respects him after losing a title match to him. I'm not sure where this where this all goes. The match was great. I don't know how I would do the finish differently, but the finish they did do. But hey, it ain't our off. jobs tonight. It's their yeah. jobs to come up with creative stuff. Yeah, uh, guys, I want you all to make it your job to subscribe to Fightful. Hey, maybe you're watching this without an account. Create a YouTube account. Tap that subscribe button. It helps us out a lot. We have a ton of content up. Uh, hundreds of interviews. Lots of news videos. Uh, I did one on a big breaking story last night. We have the Fightful Feast with Chris Van Vliet. It is a phenomenal talk that we have. I have Beer City Bruiser revealing why he rejected WWE. 40-year-old Beer City Bruiser passing on WWE to stay with Ring of Honor. It's worth a look. We have the Total Extreme Wrestling Series, the Monday Night Wars rebooked. We have a ton of stuff up. Interview with Jimmy Havoc. Lots of in-person interviews coming. Uh, It would mean a lot. Uh, Leave a thumbs up. I mean, we don't. Uh, have uh, years and years of SEO behind us, so your support means a lot. Leave a thumbs up on these videos. It helps out a lot. Follow me at Sean Rossap. Follow Alex at Pawlowski the fourth. Alex, congratulations on Giannis winning the MVP award. Yep. We also coach of the year and executive of the year, regular season champs. We're gonna My hang God. on. We're gonna hang on to that for a while. My God. Please, guys, give us a solid and subscribe. We're here all week. I've got like six shows, a lot of reviews. Until next time, we're out.